All right, everybody, welcome to uh, Dojo Universe. I think this is episode 62, and I'm joined today by Vin Janowski. Are you out there, Vin? I am. Good afternoon, Excellent. morning, and evening, depending on where you're located. That's right. And then um, theoretically, theoretically, Carl's here as well, although the Internet's maybe a little bit on the slow side. You've got some sort of like um, socialist uh, Internet going on out there yeah it's, it's it's kind of interesting i mean i i we got here landed in the airport and and uh was able to sign up for what they call i think it's bt open zone british telecom open zone and um for five days it was like 25 pounds but there's wireless like all over um the city which is kind of cool um so it's been a pretty convenient uh, thing to have that is pretty cool so tell us a little bit about uh what's going on over there this week carl and uh different things that you've seen and uh and so on yeah well it's been it's been really great to be here and, and check things out um i'm leaving my webcam off because i can tell the delay is kind of bad but hopefully you guys are getting a good sound from me but uh yeah it's, it's been really fantastic there's been uh, some great um, piping events. So last night we watched, we streamed, some of you guys did too, we watched the live stream of the quartet contest um, over at the yeah. uh, National Piping Center. And, yeah, uh, and for anybody who doesn't realize, the yeah, Piping Center is streaming these events. So. Yeah, Sorry. and then we... Um, Sorry, hold on. So, Vin, you're going to have to say that again because you, you oh. talked about I'm oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I was just saying, for anyone who doesn't realize, the uh, Piping Center is streaming various parts of Piping Live uh, during the week. Um, it's not clear which ones. I think the events that are listed on that page and that link I just posted uh, give you a, a, a sampling of what's going to be streamed this week, but um, I think it's pretty random. <laughs> what it seems like so you got to sort of keep keep watching yeah and then we um we also tried to check out the uh msr contest um for the the, the qualifier for the the glenfiddich uh, but unfortunately those tickets were sold out so if you plan to come and travel here <laughs> bottom line is you need to get tickets early for that kind of stuff which leads me to um my my next exciting thing that's happening today, and that's the the Inverary concert, which I believe is sold out, uh, including all of the uh, all of the standing room. It's I think it's been completely sold out, which is really kind of exciting. Looking forward to a great concert. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's been some, there's been some YouTube postings as well of the I think the, the latest has been the, the pipes drums event with the lead drummers and pipe majors at the piping center as well. So they've been popping in from uh, there's a user big bass 07. <laughs> He's one of my faves, and uh, let me post that yeah. as well. And so they've been coming in. So there's, there's, it's sort of like a day removed, but still, you know, you get a flavor of what's going on. What um why do you think yeah, the Inverary yeah. concert well, is so 
Um, why do you think it's it's so popular? I mean, they've struggled to – I wouldn't say they've struggled, but I, I don't think other concerts have had quite this much hype. I mean, what do you think – I mean, I have my thoughts, but what do you guys think is uh, causing all the excitement? Is it because they're really coming on and they're going to be a force to reckon with or are they – are they super musical or, you know, what do you think the vibe is? I think the vibe over here, just chatting with people, I, everyone is super excited. Um, they, they just, they're, they're the up and coming band, you know, this is, um, they're kind of like the hometown favorites. I, I get the feeling and, and not just to the people here, but, to everyone it's kind of neat to see their rise and and of course the name of the, of the concert is ascension so it's it's really cool and um donald has been dropping hints that he has heard some uh some small segments of it while he was at piping hot uh and he's pumped up about it as well he said what little bits they they uh showed them were really cool and there is so much that has been kept under wraps about this concert uh, lots of guests on that st- will be on that stage tonight. Lots of guest performers. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you a review once we we get through. Are they um, are they recording it? Is it going to be like a, a CD? Do you know? I don't know. Um, I would guess, but I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I think. I mean, it's just, it's possible. I think it, you, we, you know, the the pipe band concert is kind of a sort of formulaic thing these days, and hopefully, you know, from all counts, this is going to be something, you know, a little extra, maybe, or a little different. So hopefully, it'll, it'll come through. What do you guys think out in the? Uh, what do you guys think out in the crowd? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, why do you think that Inverary concert is such a huge deal this year? Um, like, do you any, anyone out there follow the band or, or what have you? I mean, certainly uh, the magic of Stuart Liddell is always intriguing, and I think you're right, Carl. I think there is that mystery going on, but yeah. Uh, and the band's had, had had a buzz for so long. I mean, I think you know the name of their concert is Ascension, right? So I don't think any band has risen so fast um, as they have. You know, I, I think I think that's that in itself is kind of a cool thing that people want to hear about or see in action you know cool well let's um that that's really cool we're interested in sort of hearing we'll we'll talk about that more next week um on the show for sure we'll see you know we'll do a little bit of world's recap and and we'll hear more about the concert um then and and uh carl let's talk more about piping live so um so i'm sure a lot of folks know what it is but um, can we give a can we give a better picture of it? Because I think it's one of the really cool things about. Yeah, I think, I think if anybody's I mean, whoever has not been there, I mean, I think the whole at this point it's ten years old. So this is the tenth anniversary of of the festival, and so they, they're doing they're pulling out all the stops. But um, you know, it took a little bit of time to, for it to gain traction, but now the whole city is involved. You know, you have uh, venues all over the city having piping concerts. Um, Celtic music concerts of uh, varying kinds. You know, there's a definite focus on on bagpipes and bagpipe music and Scottish music, but uh, there's a whole international flavor thing going on too. Which uh, so you can pretty much pick up free concerts as well as paid recitals and things like that of all kinds, like all week long, for for the entire week every day. It's almost too much to see <laughs> if you were out there, you know. Um, 
But I mean, yeah, no, it like... absolutely is too much to see. There, I have a program here in my hands, and there's stuff going on simultaneously. I mean, you literally couldn't see everything because there's just so much going on. Um, tomorrow, there's you can do some stuff uh, with Glenn Fittick, get some scotch uh, there. Um, come try the bagpipes or drums. It's kind of a fun one. Uh, and then they have a whole slew of bands on. And they're not actually putting the bands at St. George's Square this year. Uh, it's under construction. I actually have pictures of this. I'll show you guys in a moment. Um, but uh, they're doing a really kind of cool thing. I like it. Start at uh, the, the Royal Concert Hall and kind of go down Buchanan Street. So they'll play at the top and then walk halfway down, play again, and then um, the the main piping live center is at um, Saint, Saint, Saint I'm going to say this wrong, Enoch Square. Yeah, Enoch Square. Enoch Square. But I have pictures of this if we want to do that now. It's not too far away, I think. It's not that far from St. George's Square. I don't think it's as large, but still close to everything. Right. It's not uh, not very far, but it is a little bit smaller. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and for, you know, if you haven't been there, you know, the, the, there's basically everything in the square is free to watch. You know, you're just you have bands playing throughout the afternoon. Um, you know, there's displays, you know, a lot of pipe makers have out little tables. You can displaying their wares and little craft tables and things like that these days. Um, there's also I think. I don't know if St. Anne's Square is doing the same thing. I think the Glenfiddich tent was there last year, but I don't know if they're at St. Enoch Square this year. But where, you know, if you had your ticket, you can go in and watch solo piping. There's some solo concerts. It's Gaelic singing. There's all kinds of stuff going on. So it's pretty cool. Cool. Well, let me um, let me see if this works. I, I made a I, I went on a little field trip today and took a bunch of pictures of. Uh, the things that you should go and see, and for anyone who hasn't been, you'll get a kind of picture here. So hopefully this will work. Hang tight. All right. Can you guys see that? Then is that working? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that looks pretty, that looks pretty cool. I'm off the phone now. By the way, sorry. I had to I had to catch that call. These are the kinds of slideshow presentations I like. No worries. Instead of sitting in a conference room seeing boring charts, yeah, all pictures. I want to see images of Glasgow during Piping Live. That's perfect. <laughs> all right, Carl. So give us yeah. the. Uh, so this is where the tour, indeed. So this is where a lot of bands have traditionally stayed. This is where uh, I'm staying. This is out my front door. Um, this year they kind of screwed up the dates, and a lot of bands aren't here. Um, but even still, this is a very common place that a lot of people have stayed for uh, for the world. And this That's is a very up. close walk down, uh, and uh, it, it is a, a favorite of mine and, and many people in foreign one, I think, all over the world. <laughs> the best it, kebab. And explain they this have. I'm addicted to the best kebab like any other like any other guy, but it's I don't good you got this out of the way first too, because this is like important before you get to all this bagpipe nonsense, you know? It's gotta get the kebab 
thing out this of the way. This is important. <laughs> what, what is it that's so – I can't figure out why I like it so much, but I can't stop eating there. Like, what do you think it is? I don't know. I mean, it's – I think it's partially that the guy never quite gets your order right, but the food's always good. It's It's made as fresh as anything in a kebab shop is. Um, for anyone who hasn't been, it's, it's kind of lots of, um, fried, fried foods. I mean, you can get practically anything. Um, it's kind of like Scottish national fast food in a way. Um, was my personal favorite of course is for today's show, but I, I, I thought better of it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. My, my favorite is the Donner chips and cheese, and Donner is very similar to like the Greek gyros, but it's made from uh, lamb, and they top it with a garlic uh, kind of sauce and, and a chili sauce, and you put that on top of chips so and cheese. So you say this is like, it's, this is like your ultimate Glasgow survival food if you're in there with a, as a, with a pipe band or, you know, to get through all the festivities, you need a Donner kebab. <laughs> Yes, I think I think it is is more or less a requirement that you have at least one donor um, during the trip. Some people prefer one donor a day. That that sounds a little scary to me, but a donor a day keeps and here's Donald Lindsay. Um, <laughs> yes, Move your mouse uh, oh, sorry. Yes, that's Donald. He's I'm I'm staying with Donald. He's in the other room. So uh, oh, he, he should come on down and took a few pictures. Is he, or is he like sleeping? He should. I can grab him in a moment. I don't know. I'll see if he's available in a moment. This is yeah, where a lot of us do our grocery shopping, nice and close. All right, hang on. I'll go get him. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Donald will, Donald will make the tour of Glasgow that much more entertaining if he's available. So yeah, that's the Sainsbury's. They don't really have a great Tesco option downtown, yeah. do they? Um, I mean, they do in Sterling. Like in Sterling, I basically sleep at the Tesco's. Yeah, it's like you can stock up as much as you can. Sainsbury's, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get a limited selection, but still survival of the fittest there. And Carl's, and Carl is showing is showing all the necessary uh, you know steps to surviving in Glasgow during piping live. I mean, this is this is in addition to everything, all the fun stuff that's there. You got to have your location, your source of nourishment, and some essentials. So so far we've covered all those bases. <laughs> all right. So I heard maybe all Donald right. has made an appearance. Yes, indeed. <laughs> How's everybody doing over there? I hope you're doing well. Can we go back to the best kebab briefly? And and I know it seems like we're dwelling on this, but <laughs> Donald, can you uh, can you enlighten us? What is it about the best kebab that uh, pipers cannot resist? We're we're drawn to their like flies on flypaper. Well, certainly one component of this, Andrew, is uh, the price is right. <laughs> you can get a very uh, considerable meal for a very modest sum of money. That's, that's part of it. Another dimension is the whole cultural experience. You know, beginning to learn about another culture, because if you don't use your imagination, you might have difficulty communicating with the gentleman that is making the kebab, who speaks a foreign tongue and 
occasionally uses a little bit of English to sort of freshen up the whole communication. So but with a Glaswegian accent. <laughs> of course. With a Glaswegian accent. <laughs> so it's it's not only nourishing for this for the physiology, but it's culturally stimulating and mind expanding to drop in oh, to Bob's kebab <laughs> for a, an, a lovely meal at almost any time. Isn't that, isn't that true, Carl? I think so. I think yeah. you can go pretty much any time of the day or night. When all the, uh, so all the other I, uh, food places are closed. Yeah. It's like now, now that I mention it, I, I heard actually, some, so I, uh, yeah, I have a very interesting anecdote that happened at the best kebab. And I actually think now that I think I have to be careful how I tell the story, but I actually think it might help shed yes, some light on Political correctness is of the utmost importance, Andrew. Yes. yes. So once upon a time, one or two or three years ago, we're sitting in the best kebab. And I, I don't remember who I was with. I think Stephanie, my wife, was with me. And uh, maybe one of you guys were there. You'll have to remind me. But anyway... Uh, some people who I won't name today, they, they, if, they, if they heard this, they would remember. Some people came in, and we were just sitting there minding our own business. So two other uh, pipe band drummer folk come in, and um, you know, I knew one of them well. I knew what, the other one less well. And he comes up to me and says, you're Andrew Douglas. I heard that you and let's just – uh, keep names out of this by saying, let's just say, I heard that you and a very, very famous lead tip of a grade one band uh, got in a fist fight the other day and that you won the oh. fight. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I said, I said, that's really interesting. Who did you hear that from? And of course they heard it from so-and-so who was at the Todd and heard it from so-and-so and this, that, and the other thing. And, and I said, um, well, it's not true, but, uh, you know, the rumor is certainly very interesting, and it couldn't have been further from the truth, mainly because I, I, at the time, I don't think I had spoken to said person in, like, months, you know, and I don't think I had seen them while I was in Scotland, uh, but it was very uh, it, it was very interesting and kind of funny. We had a good laugh about it, but these are the types of things that happen at the Best Kebab, and I would I would also move on to say, and Donald, here's here's one question that popped up for me, for you, which is, uh, there was a time where the Blue Lagoon was where it was at, uh, you know, f certainly for Oren Moore folks. Would it be fair to say that the world has moved on to the best kebab or or is the best kebab no, the no. place to well, which I you I think it's a location. It's based on location, man. I think it depends on where you're staying, I think. Yes, yes. Like and Vince and, and Andrew, it's it's also about uh, the, let's say, the, the point people. Uh, who move forward into the unknown, and we also have those who treasure the past and those who preserve the past. So the Blue Lagoon still holds its place in the hearts of the traditionalists for unbelievable fish suppers, uh, again, sometimes at extreme hours. So let's not be too quick to uh, catalog the Blue Lagoon as a goner. It's okay. still right in the, in the picture. But for Let's the donor, they're very, they're very much in the forefront in, in the piping world. And I just want to say on, on our way from the best kebab to uh, pick up our tickets for the Inverary concert tonight, we ran into Murray Henderson on the bridge there, had a lovely visit with Murray and, and uh, all these people, uh, this what, that's one of the most fun things about uh, if you're blessed and fortunate enough to be able to make your way over, it's a beehive of 
really wonderful pipers and drummers. It's the place is just the joint is jumping to put it in in the vernacular. The joint is jumping. So awesome. right. <clears throat> just as one member of the team over here, I want to wish you guys all the very best. And uh, hopefully we'll be hearing some results that make us happy. Awesome. Excellent. Well, um, let's, uh, let's move on through the, let's, let's move on through the tour here. Thanks, Donald. Uh, maybe you have to take off, but thanks for joining us there. Cool. That's cool. Excellent. Yeah, he's right. You know, it's like the, the city is just covered, full of people. I'm sure you guys covered the. Yes, it right. really is. Um, yeah, Ronald is a social butterfly. We, we've talked to, I don't know, a bunch of people. Every time we go down the street, he runs into five or six people he knows. It's really, really cool. Anyway, um, this is uh, the Royal Concert Hall. And uh, this is where the pipe band concert has been, at least for, for the last many years. Um, I don't know if it's always been there, but uh, it's a great space. Unfortunately, I didn't get a picture inside. You'll have to wait till next week for that. Um, but I love this statue because there is always, always a seagull sitting, sitting on his head. <laughs> Can't tell you why, but always. Awesome. Um, and this year, like I mentioned, the bands are playing my um, concert hall in this week, which we can actually listen maybe. Let's see. Let's see this. No, this should be good. No, you can't. That's a bad idea. You're breaking up uh, quite a bit over here, Carl. This is going to kill everything. <laughs> well, it was it was worth it. No, it Try. really wasn't worth it at all. That was, that was <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> But that's what's happening. I guess they start there and they march down Buchanan Street and sort of form up in the little walking mall there, I guess. We probably won't hear from Carl for another 10 minutes because he tried that and now the internet will be all jammed. But uh, you get it. Anyway, but he's got a wee busker sitting up there playing his pipes. That's cool. <laughs> that's neat. That is pretty cool. you got to watch out for like the serious buskers, though. If they get you alone, they'll come after you. Yeah, it's, it's actually, I always found it, like, really rare to see piping buskers during piping live. I mean, you see them occasionally, and, and this is kind of a, a cool thing to see a little kid doing it, but um, it's almost like they don't, they're afraid <laughs> or something. You'll see them other times, but you won't see them during piping live, because they're probably taking in some of the festivities. Not quite sure what Carl's up to over there. What's going on? But uh, yeah, we lost should also time. say, I guess where he's staying at University of Strathclyde is where the Lord Todd Barr is, correct? I don't know how close it is to where he's staying. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna, I'm sure we're gonna hit that with a slide when Carl gets back. Um, oh, by the way, what's a busker? A busker is a guy uh, that plays on the street with the hat out. What do we call that in North America? I don't even know what we call it. Yeah, that's busking. It's the same thing. 
Street performer. Yeah, yeah so they have lots of interesting yeah, buskers going on in Glasgow. Some of them are legit and some of them less so. Um, and uh, uh, we actually have uh, some friends that went over there and they, they like made their living and paid rent uh, just busking all summer. And they had like a, a great sort of bohemian time over there. And, uh, <laughs> Living on Donica Bobs. <laughs> yeah, it used to. Um, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I think one of the things is that the the pipers actually almost maybe don't come out as much in World's Week than they would otherwise come out. I think it's because there's so much piping going on that yeah. that uh, pe- people are less interested. Yeah, they're kind of like walking through the next piping events. In my back. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you're back. Just take it easy with the bandwidth there, buddy. You can't be playing. Yeah, no kidding. Bad idea. <laughs> All right, let, let's pick All right, up. let me go. Yeah, skip the video, though. And uh, hopefully the Internet allows them to do it. Yeah, I had heard that, Chris. Yeah, there were rules about um, loudness on the Royal Mile. I heard you guys talking about the buskers. Maybe. Um, are we good? Can you guys hear me? Um, yep, they, they definitely, the, the adult pipers do go away. Um, this, I think, was from one of the, the juvenile bands, probably from abroad, but it's just kind of funny because this kid had more money in his pipe case, and I, I'm assuming <laughs> the other ones there were playing, too. I, because It was just like, that's not fair, man. That kid is going to get so many tips playing, <laughs> but he was playing really well. Here's the train station. Um, good way to get in and out of Glasgow. Just kind of a cool building. Um, and here's a picture of St. George's Square, which is under construction. It's so bleak. Oh my goodness. But at least you shot a There's nothing going on there. It's, it's so strange. Um, and here's, here's the piping live at George Square. What's that? Usually at George Square. Well, well, I'll get there because um, I have some pictures of what they're doing this year. Um, But usually at St. George's Square, you have um, things like the Piping Live Festival Shop, uh, where they have some crafts and local people. There's always something going on here. That's where it's a a venue space. Oftentimes, they have the pipe bands just kind of play, like you saw there on Buchanan Street. Um, the pipe, you know, pipe bands from from all over. We usually do the gig too, and and play, um, play a set there for 15 minutes or so. Um, and so this is one of the, the little stalls there, right down at the Piping Live um, venue. This is McMurchie bag pipes. And it looks like he was actually even maybe turning a few little items there. I think that was maybe a uh, blow stick stock or something. And uh, this is what they're doing this year. Instead of St. George's Square, it's in this Enoch Square. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, quite a bit smaller. I think that's the best picture I got of it. Which There's a Tesco there, too. Say something. <laughs> yes, there is. Kind of got a double dose of the grocery stores there. <laughs> So they have a stage and everything set up where the bands are playing and everything, you know, like where they have the sort of sessions going on and all that as well? Yes, they do. Um, They have a 
I guess I didn't get that picture into the slideshow, but there's um Glenn Fittick always puts on a stage and there's a little tent and uh, um, pretty much every venue that's anywhere near outdoors has a um, has a tent associated with it because of course it's always raining. So yeah, and these and these concerts are great because everybody's milling about there and you'll see everybody in town at one point or another will filter their way through the square and watch bands and hang out and pass through, you know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think um, so far my favorite venue this year has been the the piping center Um, with the change from Georgia Square. This just is a a more accessible um, venue, I think. Um, Well, I don't know. Buchanan Street is not inaccessible by, by any means, but well, the Piping Center is always a hotbed. That's the place to be. You know, you hang out there and it's like, you know, it's a who's who and you just sort of can hang out there all day, really, and get a pretty good dose of stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, you could almost pick out the famous people in these pictures. Like, uh, here's here's their main venue right outside the, the, the Piping Center. And let's see. This uh, can you guys see my mouse? Probably. This guy is with. Um, uh, uh, hang on, I have the brochure. Uh, Lori Bagpipes. Lori is now just. Um, let's see, his name is Craig G. Lori, and that's his partner that I had my mouse on. Um, Craig G. Lori has bought all the old tools and is now making Lori pipes again. Um, is that Jack Lee? Yeah, I see sitting in there. I can't really tell. Or is that just a shadow? Yeah, that's, that's like Jack Lee. <laughs> that is Jack Lee, and Terry's kind of hidden there behind um, the fellow in the checkered shirt. Um, so they were there hanging out. Uh, and uh, what was going on today was the Pipe Idol contest. So they have um, one player, theoretically, one of the top players, but not necessarily. It's just anyone who kind of wants to do it um, from a lot of the bands come. And play a, it's a sort of like a solo contest. You play, you start with hornpipe jig, um, maybe play a bit of an MSR, and then you have a, I don't know, open space, something like a small medley or something like that. Uh, it was cool to hear. When I was just kind of passing through, it was really great piping. Um, Donald knew who the performers were. I, I didn't notice, but the, or I didn't know them. Uh, but that was really great, great sound, sounding performances. And that's just kind of how many people are sitting around watching this. It's it's really kind of a, a great thing. Yeah, the street cafe is awesome. I mean, you could just sit there and, like, and at different times of the day, I think, you know, they'll have, like, these lunchtime sessions where musicians will just get up and start playing. And you hear some awesome music almost every day of the week. <laughs> Yeah, it was really, really, really cool. I, I'm sorry, the best kebab is just, it's the best kebab. <laughs> it always comes down to the best kebab. Oh, Carl's doing freaky things with his computer again. Oh, all right. Cool. Well, the, uh, okay. Yeah, and, and the, okay. you, know, you should say, too, that like, piping yeah, live is like, is is the center of uh you know the center of activity is the piping center that's like the headquarters for everything and there's stuff going on there every day there's the lunchtime recitals were always the the key feature of the festival in the in the piping center at I guess like mm-hmm. one o'clock or so you'll have basically the top players in the world playing for an hour um 
you know, various other things going on there in their little auditorium. Yeah, it, it's a cool little space and lots of really, really great performances there. I mean, the, the, I could try the video, but let's not. Um, let's not. I'll show you next week the program. It's, it's just it's just crazy. It's it's huge how much stuff there is going on, and especially this year with the the tenth anniversary and everything. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, it's what's really cool is like a lot of stuff that doesn't get on the main program is like piping live has become the sort of uh, launching week for a lot of different cool stuff. You know, books, music books, CDs. Um, you know, Stuart uh had drone dry that sort of moisture control system that was launched this week as well. Um, so, they're, you know, Pipers will use this week as a – and these are events that are not on the program. They're just sort of like thrown in um, on each day. That, so you have to keep an eye out for cool stuff like that happening, uh, and it's, which is all usually at the Piping Center. And you'll see, you know, somebody will be releasing their latest CD or latest tune book or something like that going on, which is kind of cool. Yes, I think um, James Walklin's, um I can't say his name right. Apologize to him. Um, his right. book. Oh, okay, then I'm not too bad. But anyway, he, his book came out today. Um, the uh, um, Graham Brown is going to a launch of a new product. Uh, Nail launched their new uh, solo channel, I think Monday or something like that. Uh, so yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of launches of stuff, as he said. Yeah, I think uh, Ross Ainsley's got a new CD he's launching as well. Treacherous Orchestra has got a new book. Yeah, he's really good. I, I really like him a lot. And then he's, they've also got, Treacherous Orchestra has also got a new tune book, which they're launching this week as well. So yeah, I've already got my hands on it, so it's pretty cool. That's a good question. And, and to be honest, uh, I don't know the answer. Like, how much, how much is the College of Piping up to this week? Um, I mean, oh, I have no idea. They have they have a concert usually. It's just like they have a pee brook of the day or something like that, where they have you know some one of the top you know one of the really good players soloists play a pee brook at one you know around lunchtime, early morning, so late morning, something like that. I think, and it's on the program. I think it's there somewhere, you know. But it's not. That's yeah, not it. It is <laughs> noon. Uh, pee brook of the day today. Uh, tomorrow is Gordon Walker, and that's put on by the College of Piping. Yeah, I mean, certainly they're there and uh, doing lots of good stuff all year long in Glasgow, but I don't honestly know. I mean, I think part of it is the Piping Center is so organized with the branding and uh, they're so active. Um, it's hard not to just completely focus on the oh, National yeah. Piping Center, you know? Yeah, and they're heavily tied into the, the Royal Conservatory's piping program and all kind of stuff, yeah. so... Yeah, so, um, but that's definitely a good question. And I'm sure there's an answer. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the College of Piping is doing lots of really cool stuff. But I, I don't actually, you know, especially this year, because I'm not in Scotland this year, um, it's harder to be connected to, to what's going on. Um, hey, let's um, let's segue to a new topic, which is, and, and it's cool that Mark is here now, too, um, but uh, let's – it would be cool. we got 42 participants. Let's talk a little bit about what we think or hope is going to happen at the Worlds. Um, let's save the prediction for who's going to win for last. But, um, you know, how are um, – you know, another thing, too, uh, is um, we've got a couple of results from the previous weekend of some American bands that have headed over. Um, for example, uh, Catamount Pipe Band were third. 
been great for um, at Bridge of Allen, which um, I don't know. Does anyone is anyone out there um, associated with the band? Um, I think they're fairly happy with that, but um, but I, I haven't heard m- much from them in regards to that. And I know that St. Thomas won the grade two at Perth, um, which is yeah. pretty cool. And I, th- and I think also in the grade one at Canterbury had a first from Nat Russell over Inverary, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I did notice that it was, it was, um, it was a first from Nat Russell. So, um, yeah. and, and they were good. I, they were quite good at uh, Perth, although in my opinion, uh, and I didn't actually hear Inverary, but in my opinion, there's no way they could have been as good as Inverary was, um, just based on what I heard from Canterbury. But they were quite impressive. Um, yeah, so that's, that's good. I heard Canterbury playing um, uh, on the uh, Buchanan Street. It was really impressive. And for the quartet last night, very, very impressed with uh, how they sound. Yeah, and they are in Heat 1 on, on Saturday. So and that's oh, that is the that's the heavy heat. <laughs> it's got SFU, Inverary, um, Field Marshal. <laughs> so it's it's going to be quite I think, the heat. Um, I was I was talking with Robbie Beaton about that. So so a little bit of background is that the heats that they have selected for the Grade One uh, are are slightly controversial. It, it being the first year, and and it would seem at first glance anyway that there may be a little bit unbalanced. That Heat One is stronger than Heat Two, and and again that's just that's not definitive by any means. Uh, but just it's tempting because you've got SFU, Field Marshal, Inverary, and others in Heat One. Um, all lined up, and then in Heat Two, you've got your Scottish Power, you've got uh, Bog Hall, yeah, Bog Hall, um, and and it, uh, and you'd be tempted to say um, that um, you know the Scottish Power hasn't been as strong this year so far, uh, and so on, and and so great. The, anyway, push comes to shove, Heat One is looking really strong. But I was talking with um, Robbie Beaton from. 78th Brazers, he's the pipe sergeant there. I was talking with him when I was up at Maxville. And I was sort of saying, and maybe you guys can uh, agree or disagree, it could be a, a blessing in disguise, especially for the Frasers, because they have such a strong drum corps. So their drum corps will be highly competitive in that heat. And then isn't that an excuse, you know, when you're in uh, arguably over your head there? Isn't that a, an excuse to just totally play out of your skin at the Worlds? Because uh, you know, because you have no other choice. Like, there's no option to kind of play conservative or or be uh, be sort of scared of it, which tends to breed uh, you know less good performance. And uh, you know, if I were if I were or more, I'd want to be in Heat One. I'd want to yeah. just absolutely play my guts out. There's, yeah, there's, well, know. there's nothing to lose. You know, there's like you know, you have it's it's like you play twice, and then if you you know you do qualify, you you get to wait a day. <laughs> it's not like you're doing it all over again. You know, later on in the day. It's uh, it's just you just go for it, you know. The two times you're out, and uh, you get a day to rest and recover, <laughs> you know. That element of it is going to be, um, that element is going to be really, really cool this year. Just to see how much more bands are going to be able to take out on the field. And of course, it'll it'll be subtle, uh, but it'll definitely be evident. Let's start a little. Uh, hmm, let's see. Let's start a little discussion. So, um, let let me throw this one. Let's start with this. Um, who's going to win? Well, let's start with this. Who are going to be some of the bands that are going to make it through to the final on a Sunday in the grade one? Can we have some predictions out there? 
So, uh, you know, obviously uh, your field marshals and your SFUs and um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you, if, you, if you sort of take it that approach, you got SFU, Inverary, uh, St. Lawrence O'Toole, and Field Marshal. That's four bands that probably, in all likelihood, will go to the final. Yeah. So that leaves, what, two spots. So who's in those two spots that are left for the six that go? And I think that's uh, the question, you know. One thing I can do, hold on, let me share my screen here. Um, and we can sort of look. Uh, let me bring up the bands for the world's draw. Um, and uh, and we can sort of get a glimpse of who we're talking about here. So here's our list of grade one stuff here. Um, can you guys see that big enough? There we go. That's our list. So in heat one, you can see you got SFU. So so who are going to be the bands that surprise us and get through, or who are going to be? See, and Shots is coming on so strong now, aren't they? Like they I are, think yeah. they're going to. I mean, and they've got Jim Kilpatrick's drum corps in there, so they're almost sure to be in among the top with the drumming. Yeah. And, and Fife as well. They're another sort of perennial sort of finalist as well. Um, I mean, so. does um like does St. Lawrence O'Toole? And again, and by the way, I mean all of this with the utmost respect to all bands, for the record. Um, this is just sort of wild speculation. Like, is a St. Lawrence O'Toole at risk of maybe getting bumped? You know, like a, a band that's sort of, they've been in it all year, but they haven't been necessarily, um, you know, really, really in the hunt to win in the majors. Like, is that a band that's at, at risk of getting bumped by a pipe section like a Canterbury, uh, a drum section like 78th Fraser's? Um, yeah, it's possible, right? You know, Stranger things have happened. And then Toronto Police. I mean, uh, we've we've uh, seen Toronto Police twice this year in Oran Moore, and I can say that their pipe section is particularly competent and tight with a sweet sound this year. And it's, you know, so if if some of these bands are grabbing a couple prizes, uh, do some of your quote unquote shoe ins get knocked at all? I wonder. Yeah, it's interesting, you know. And what's really interesting is that the the, the Ontario tri, you know trio is uh, is split up there, and you have Pilo by themselves in heat two. We don't have to worry about competing against their peers, you know, their Ontario peers, um, as they have been all year, you know. So that's like that that factor is removed, even though now 78th and Toronto are still stuck with doing it. You know, they still now have to compete against their local competitors as well as everyone else. You know. Yeah. See, and then Heat 2, see, this is where I, I agree with the controversy. I mean, so Heat 1, is, uh, there are several really, like, there's no way SFU, Inverary, or Field Marshal would ever not make the final. Um, and then you could probably argue the same about St. Lawrence O'Toole. And then you could probably argue the same about Shots and Dykehead. So there's really only one spot for any right. of the seldom heard bands to get in there. And by the way, L.A. Scots, their drum corps is on fire, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, like, it's there's, a, there's, be... a, there's a great uh, YouTube channel called Pipe Band TV, which is, uh, sort of recently came up. And uh, they, this guy has been going around to all the practices and, and filming yeah. and, and videotape. You know, so you got these uh, YouTube videos coming up of like, you know, drum corps in practice, bands in practice, uh, which is pretty cool. And they have a there's an L.A. Scots uh, video of their drum corps, which is pretty smoking, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, you know, some interesting, um, you know, uh, interesting 
you know, also have a look at the adjudicators. I mean, which adjudicators are likely to be, for example, I mean, um, for example, Paul Turner is definitely going to be, uh, you know, it, it traditionally anyway has been has been a pro inverary uh, judge for sure. He really likes what they're doing. Uh, I'm not quite sure about, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure about what a David Brown or Jim Campbell is going to have. So it's all very interesting. Anyway, let's have a look at Heat 2. Um, Heat 2 is pretty interesting because we have Bog Hall, we have Scottish Power, and what's the third band from the top six from last year? Um, no. Kalibaki? No. No, they wouldn't have been in the top six. Uh, Glasgow Police. Oh, right. And that would be the Strathclyde, which, which is interesting. Gotcha. We haven't heard too much from Glasgow Police yet this year, have we? I, I don't know. They were at uh, North Berwick, um, I think. Or was it, was it Bridge of Allen? One of those. Um, and they were they sounded pretty good, you know? Uh, certainly, um, they, it's certainly never... They've been finishing strong in the majors, you know, so it's been pretty good for them. Yeah, it's certainly never going to be bad from them, you know, that's that's for sure. And it's it's kind of interesting, though. I mean, uh, arguably, you know, the uh, former Strathclyde police uh, arguably are rebuilding a little this year. And then the, the, on the other, on the flip side, Shots and Dykehead, which were uh, struggling a bit last year, has had this huge resurgence. And they're all they're up there in heat one. Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, which is weird. So, who are the bands going to be to get through here? I think that um, I think Dalco has got to be an absolute favorite to get through. I mean, they got through last year yeah. and the year before, and I think the year before that. Yeah, and they've still been sounding strong. I mean, they so show no signs of waning there. Yeah, I think Peel is quite strong this year. Um, they seem to really have the routine down. Um, they're probably not as strong as, as a Dalco, but they're certainly very consistent across. Both events. You know, I haven't, you know, I don't, I know nothing about how Manawatu is doing this year. I mean, I think they didn't they win the New Zealand Championships this past they, year. They may have. I, I'm not familiar either. But they're always good. They always come out sounding pretty strong. So they always like they're like all those sort of that sort of dark horse that comes in. They show up and they, you know, qualify and, you know, they make it sound good. You know. Yeah. Um, and just says Torfiken and, and Bathgate, they're. They're also sounding very strong. I think they got Gordon Walker playing with them now, and you know, so they've been sounding pretty good as well. You know, they they could surprise people. Yeah, they could. They could. They traditionally not been as strong, but uh, from what I understand, this year coming along pretty well. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't rule out Denny and Dunapace Glen Eagles. That I, you know, that band is their first year in Grade One, and. They were sound. I mean, aside from like stupid mistakes in their performances, they they, they sound really good. Um, you know, so if they can pull it off, you know, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at seeing them sort of eke in there as well. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It should be really cool to see how it shakes out. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, there's also a little bit of a sense of relief, you know, like uh, a little bit of a, you know, if this being the one year Oren Moore doesn't head over, it, it's almost a, a little bit of relief that we get to kind of see how it goes. Uh, the first at the first go around, you know, because it's certainly it's going to be interesting and fascinating. And then I think we're going to sort of see strategies play out and we're going to see yeah. um, we're going to see how different bands handle handle the pressure cooker. Exactly. Uh, I mean, a lot of these bands have had, you know, multiple years of experience playing twice, you know, on the day. And uh, some of these bands have not. 
<laughs> right? right. So it's it, it's it'll be interesting to see. That it's going to be busy, that's for sure. Two different circles going on with the grade one bands, and um, it's you know so you know some of these bands have have yet to play twice in one day, you know, and and so the ones that have that experience are obviously going to be you know making a smooth move of it, I guess. Yeah. Next question: Who's at the end of the day? At the end of the day on Sunday, who's going to win the drumming? Like, like what what drum corps are? Who's going to get the sash this year? Uh, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear any opinions on that. We can make this chat a little bit bigger, by the way. I think that'll help for this session. Just yeah, we'll just make that chat nice and big. Chris has got shots winning the drumming. Yeah. I'll throw. I'll throw a bug hole. I want to throw out Bago because so far everything I've heard from them this year, all the majors have been up to the usual level of excellence. Anybody else want to throw some names in the ring? Like, is SFU going to get a sash again anytime soon? Is SFU in the mix? You know, they, when, when they do win the sash, it always people always seem surprised, but but uh, some years they're just really really hot. Um, and then who else we got? It can come together. I mean, they've got an enormous drum corps this year. If they all play, <laughs> um, it's it's absolutely in, in, un, unimaginably large their core this year. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of the Ontario cores I've heard this year are are going to be in contention to win. They, they'll certainly be pretty strong. Uh, what about Inverary? Is there anybody got? Uh, Anybody got it from them that maybe they'll they'll get in there? Uh, do they have a chance to win in Verary and the drumming? I I always secretly wish that they did. I don't know. I think they're getting warmer and warmer. I don't know if it's really realistic for them to win the sash quite yet, but um, they're certainly my yeah. favorite drum corps. That's a tricky thing. I think winning the sash is almost trickier than winning the world itself sometimes. <laughs> Because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen that day. Here's the other question: Does anyone know? I don't, I actually don't know the answer to this, but I'm assuming on Sunday they're not using any of the results from the previous day. Is that correct, or is that incorrect? I I, I, I think they're it's a it's a random draw. I think on the qualifiers. I think. No, I'm I'm speaking to the result though. Like, do they tally oh, no. in the result from the previous day at all, or not? Oh, for the for the final? I don't think so. I think it's all it's clean slate. Fresh, clean slate. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't, and I think it, the only thing that matters is is in the order, because um, judging from the from the draw there, it seems that you know the order of prize winning in the qualifying heat will determine your place in the final, like the play, you know, your your playing slot in the final. So I think that's sort of an automatic seeding kind of thing. Excellent. All right, so we've had no more predictions of the drumming. All right, then, let's get down to it. Who's going to win the Worlds this year in grade one? Who's going to win? Everybody's got to have an opinion. Everyone's got to have, have an opinion. Opinion or, or, a, or a, a desire to see a band win. Desire. I have lots of desires. Going with a safe route. Field Marshal's going to win again. Yeah. It would certainly be pointing in that direction, wouldn't it? Yes. I, I, I wouldn't rule out Inverary sort of cracking the top three. This year, certainly uh, on the assumption the Ascension con concert is mind blowing. Yeah, and, and they've been sounding really good. I mean, it's just in general, if they can hold it together, I think it's going to be really good.
you know, and get, you know, bands like Bach Hall and Scottish Power have been signed. Like they have, you know, they're, it's been a little uneven, like unlike a field marshal, it just comes out, you know, sounding really strong every time out. You know, they have varying results to go along with it, but like Bog Hall and Scottish Power are definitely up there as well this year. I think I think for the first time that I can remember, there's a lot of bands clustered together at the top you know, that could easily sort of place in that top three, you know, that could, depending on what happens on the day, you know? Yeah. Usually there's, there's always that clear favorite, you know, there's clear three that will make it, but this year I think there's a really good cluster of bands, any one of which could easily be second or third, maybe, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's certainly very interesting. You know, in my humble opinion, right, which is only an opinion and uh, it's having to become more and more humble, like I still think Field Marshal and SFU are at the top. Um, but the results don't necessarily reflect that. And uh, there's definitely a movement kind of by the judging panel, it would seem, there's a movement to sort of explore different points of view and, and to forgive certain things maybe or to reward other things. And mm-hmm. so, you know, like, like last year um, – I had no idea the Scottish Power were going to be that you know that serious mm-hmm. of a contender enough to beat SFU. Um, yeah. but, but sure enough, I mean they didn't like the SFU medley. Um, maybe SFU wasn't as good on the tone as they needed to be uh, to really be undeniably safe in first yeah. and second. Um, so so it's all very interesting. And who you know, knows? Like, I mean, it's like and, and that was the year they they had their four hundred percent medley in there as well. They played, I think, yeah. and it was you know who knows? Maybe it was a musical thing. I don't know. You know, because it was really I good. Know, I don't know either. And um, yeah, and it's all so interesting. And then and then uh, Bog Hall is still the best band never to have won. And they're playing <laughs> yes. really well. Um, and then, you know, you take a band like St. Lawrence. I, I feel like they could be, uh, I, I don't think they could win, but they could be like second or they could be mm-hmm. not in the list, you know, depending. Right. It's, it's all bizarre. It, it didn't used to be this way. For like 20 years, there was a gridlock of... Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Victoria Police while they were there, SFU, Shots, Field Marshal, and that was it. Right, and that was it. That's right. And, everybody, and it was everybody else was scrabbling for fifth and sixth, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you know, and then exactly, and then the 70th Frasers had had fifth or sixth locked up for right. a long time. Yeah, and then they, and then and they had their you know they they were in it, then they were out of it, then they were in it again, they were out of it for a while. You know what I mean? So it was it was definitely a a, a struggle. To, crack the list at the bottom of the list, you know, the fifth and sixth, um, which is, you know, something that we all hope for. <laughs> okay. Then, that would be nice. You know, the other thing that's going on, the other thing that's going on that you have to watch out for is Dowco. Uh, Dowco has been, has been, you know, uh, really, really magical so far this year yeah. as far as. And it's cool. They're going for it. You know, that's, that's why they're there and they're, they're going to crack it at one point, you know, and it might be this year, you know, I mean, how does how does a Dowco compare to a, you know, to to an SFU? I guess you know they're still not quite there. Certainly, in the opinion of the BC judging panels, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're still not quite there. But what about in the opinion of of the RSPBA? I mean, that's that's where it really counts. And yeah. boy, they've been sounding mighty good. Uh, there's a high degree of improvement factor there happening, and so uh, exactly, you know, and, and it's, it's one of these things like you're measuring against SFU, which is arguably, you know, you know, one of the best bands to ever see the you know, be ever be seen on the world, you know, and it's you know if they're not as good as that, you know, but they come close, that still makes them better than you know how many other bands, you know, so that's really can be the question too, even if they don't beat SFU necessarily, 
um, they could still be good enough to be in the list. Yeah, like and could be, they, you know, a Glasgow police, you know, or something like that. Oh, for sure. Like, could they be in the list finally, or could they be significantly into the list? You know, exactly. uh, it's all it's all very interesting. And you're absolutely right, Vin. I think that's a great closing thought as we go into the weekend. Is for the first time in a really really long time that list is uh, scrambled. It's it's a scrambleable yeah. list. Um, so it should be interesting. I think probably, uh, the. It's the, highly, the Saturday contests are being streamed, you know, so I don't know if we should post the links for the stream in case anybody wants them. I think I have them here somewhere. Yeah, if you got them, post them. I was just going to, I was just trying to get out that it's highly unlikely Field Marshal will be lower than second place. Um, but besides that, I mean, um, there's a variety of possibilities. <clears throat> so there you go, folks. The Saturday streaming link is right there. Um, and then it will also post the Sunday. And I think that's a good place to kind of wrap it up for today. So unless anyone has any questions, um, thanks very much for coming, and uh, we'll see you guys next week on another episode Excellent. of the Highly Polished and Professional Yes. and uh, Hungry for Kebab Dojo Universe. I'm, I'm, I'm jonesing, man. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to try and fill up on some uh, before I get to that concert. <laughs> Yeah, well, hold, on, hold on, though, guys. You guys haven't done the review of the Hunter Mountain Celtic Festival. That's pretty important, too, don't you think? <laughs> um, we'll we'll I, do that I, next week. Are they streaming that live? I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good luck to everybody there. Yeah, Hunter Mountain is on the same sure. day. and uh, uh, I don't know. It, you know, uh, I might spend some time watching the live stream of that one. Uh, <laughs> Well, I know where I'll be on Sunday, that's for sure. Yeah, I know I will be very close to the live stream while I'm judging at Hunter Mountain. Oh, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> you need to so you're going to watch it on your phone while, while judging, Mark? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> make sure you have the, make sure you have like the hidden headphones. Like don't be, don't be like listening to your headphones while you're judging. That's probably not a good idea. So I should put away my United Airlines uh, headphones, Andrew? Yes. For Probably. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for coming. We'll see everybody later. Enjoy the weekend. Good night. Okay. Night. <laughs>